When someone says rock star, it conjures up visions of fun, success, and overall badassery. For me, the term isn't always embedded in music. It's about general confidence, charisma, and constantly trying to better oneself in the world that surrounds us. Live Like a Rockstar explores stories of the everyday rockstar who positively impact their communities and society overall. I'm your host, Natalie Weiser Orozco, and you're listening to Live Like a Rockstar. Hello, and welcome to Live Like a Rockstar, episode zero. I'm Natalie Weiser Orozco, and ever since I was a little girl, I've wanted to be a rockstar. It all started with Twisted Sister and seeing the video for We're Not Gonna Take It on MTV over 30 years ago. You know, back when they actually played music videos? I would make Twisted Sister wristbands with Velcro, black fabric scraps, glue, and glitter. I'm just trying to paint for you a little picture of how I grew up and why I've created this podcast, Live Like a Rockstar, and what that means to me. My history. I grew up in a modest household. My mother worked for the state of Nevada as a social worker, and my father was an entrepreneur. He opened up his own business called Weiser Electronics the same year I was born, 1977. So he repaired organs and sold Atari computers. Oh, what a time. We didn't have much money growing up, but that didn't matter because I had my Tonka truck and I was good. My mom always cooked, baked, and gardened, including my brother and I in those activities. Every day, dinner was on the table at 5.15 p.m. Oh, I did. (laughs) Everybody had to be there at (laughs) 5.15. Sometimes it was elaborate, and sometimes it was just hot dogs. Looking back, it didn't really matter what was on the dinner table. It was the fact that we all sat down together and talked about our day. Now, I know it's certainly a cliché. I get it, but it took a lot of work on my mother's behalf, and it really did shape me as a kid and later on as an adult. My dad was the fixer of all things. As we grew older, he wised up and would teach us to fix things on our own. I'll teach you once, he says, and the next time, that's it. You're on your own. Natalie has always surprised the heck out of me. It forced us to pay attention. When we first met, I was working at California Radiator in Riverside, California. This is Angel. He was just my boyfriend at the time, and even through all my wacky ambition, he still decided it was a good idea to marry me. I got home one day with a co-worker of mine. This was at the apartments over on 4th Street. And I park, and as we walk up, I see the blue Corsica, and I see a door open on the driver's side. As we come up to it, there's Natalie. There's also a steering wheel on the ground. (laughs) Uh, I didn't laugh then. I was more in shock of what in the world was going on. She pulled her steering wheel off the column of her car. Who is this person? I learned early on that she is confident in her skills and research ability. And I could tell that came from her dad, David. She is now our project leader for any project that we do, whether it's for a kitchen remodel, changing the brakes on our cars, Or just anything, quite frankly. She's the project manager, and I'm good with that. Now on to my love of metal. My parents let me be whoever I wanted to be when I was growing up, within certain parameters, of course. I could do pretty much anything as long as my grades were above average. From the beginning of time, it was non-negotiable that I was to go to college. 
My shaved sides, wearing boys' clothes, and listening to heavy metal were high on my priority list, thanks to that Twisted Sister introduction. Since they were weird activities as defined by my parents, the grades were important to me. I'd fight every step of the way if I couldn't do things the way I wanted. In sixth grade, I went to my first show with my mom, my best friend, and her mom. It was Bon Jovi and Skid Row at the Thomas and Mac Theater in Las Vegas. Fast forward to the 10th grade, I graduated to White Zombie and Danzig. I'm still pissed that I had to choose them over Pantera, but money was tight and I could only go to one. This love of concerts carried all the way from junior high, there was no middle school back then, all the way through high school, college, moving out of state from Nevada to California, and completing graduate school with a Master's of Science in Computer Science. I went to countless shows, discovering that unexplainable love of the mosh pit, enjoying fast and loud live music, all while being around people who were just like me. I couldn't get enough. I found my music and my people. Now for the food. During my college days, I worked at a chain restaurant that would shape my character forever. I loved working in the back of the house. I started as a busser in the front of the house and quickly moved to the back as an expediter, prepping all the side dishes for the day. I ended up graduating from college and got a job at a software company. I did that for 15 years before I finally stopped to pursue my passion, which is food. Now let me back up just a little bit. During my time as a software developer, I started my own website, The Devil Wears Parsley, which is still in production today. And back in the beginning days, it featured any old recipe that I would make. At first, they were just other people's recipes or experiments that I would conduct. But then it developed into a full-on photography and recipe development brand. Shortly after I started The Devil Wears Parsley in 2010, my father passed away to cancer. Ever since then, I have been living like a rock star. All of the musicians and heavy metal people that I looked up to, along with my dad, shaped this whole kind of idea. There were some rock stars, like Tommy Victor of Prong, who were trying to be healthier, seeking out wheatgrass shots before a show. That was really inspiring. I cleaned up my act as far as eating and drinking. I lost 30 pounds. I started caring more about what I put in my body and where my food was coming from. I wanted to support local farmers regionally, but I also wanted to limit the distance my produce was traveling, in essence, reducing my carbon footprint. I wanted to support my community and local farmers, so I started seeking out and frequenting farmers markets. I would talk to the farmers and would make sure that their veggies weren't sprayed with pesticides. I shopped organic for everything else. If you haven't heard of the Environmental Working Group's Dirty Dozen list, check that out. It's a list of the 12 most affected crops that are sprayed with pesticides. They release this list and update it every year. This attention of where things came from spilled over from food into other facets of life, opting for supporting local and small businesses wherever I could. Because of my newfound food choices, I ended up getting off my thyroid meds. One fateful New Year's Eve, I decided to become a vegetarian. That was in 2016. My husband did it with me, which was amazing. <laughs> After my husband interviewed the rock star Alyssa White Gloves from Arch Enemy in December of 2017, we plunged into full-fledged veganism. We did it mostly for the animals, but also for our health, too.
and for the planet's health. I started a legit garden with four beds that produced countless greens, kale, spinach, tomatoes, berries, figs, eggplants, and herbs. After leaving my software job, I participated in Riverside's Food Rescue and Waste Prevention Ambassador Program. It looked at all of the different areas of food waste, both commercial and private, and how we could use our resources more wisely. This led me to composting in my own garden and paying attention to all the food waste that I was producing. If I could use my own food waste to make garden produce healthier and produce more nutrient-rich plants, then it was a win-win for me. I'd put in that extra work. I had better produce to cook with and put in my body. This led to using my voice and influence to speak about food waste at events like the Orange County Fair. All of these notions keep food as close to us as we possibly can have it, and it helps heal our Mother Earth by reducing emissions, reducing waste, and helping her flourish. It's ironic, humbling, and reassuring that through this tough time of dealing with a pandemic, that our human nature draws us back to these very things. We're all eating more at home. We have more time on our hands, which leads to gardening. I've seen so many of my friends start gardens during this time, and it makes my heart so happy. Gardening will hopefully lead to composting, and that will improve the soils that we put into our gardens. This leads to better, more nutrient-dense veggies and fruits that we put in our bodies. We feel better, we lose weight, we gain confidence, like dismantling steering columns. <laughs> we produce better work and are more creative, our minds are clearer, we are happier, and we impact our families, neighbors, and community in more meaningful ways. One in particular is keeping perfectly good food waste out of the landfill. Feeling good is a product of everything we consume, and to me, everything is interconnected. This is what it means to live like a rock star, making our bodies, our minds, and spirits healthier through caring about what we put into them, both food and otherwise. As a result, we not only help ourselves, but the planet flourish at life. Thank you so much for joining me on this first episode of Live Like a Rockstar, and I look forward to bringing you some awesome tips for living and rocking your life to the fullest.